This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. Church. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, you know, I should. Yes, you know, I, I cannot end out this year without doing it this way. Aloha. Aloha. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. I just give my, I give my, a round of applause to you all myself. <laughs> How many of you have been looking to the end of 2022? How many of you have had troubles this year? Troubles? Are you looking for 2022 to end with nothing else but blessings? Are you looking for 2023 to begin with a new calling of Christ in you? You all know how 2022 has been for me. You know of my losses, my celebrations, and the trials that we have endured. And let me tell you that the only reason that we have endured is because of God's great love for us. We have endured because of the promise of his grace and mercy upon us. And I am so happy. You've heard of the ailments that my mother has had, um, falling, et cetera. And I'm so happy that today she's with me and she's sitting in the back. And so is my nephew, Jared, along with Chance's home. So my house is full. And God is good. We stand and or we sit here as you have heard the praise team sing of the promise of our Messiah. And your homes may be lighted, there may be a tree, there may be gifts in anticipation, but we know that the true reason of the season is Jesus. And we know that it's because of the Father's love for us. This is why he was sent. It happened before the creation of the world. In John 17, 24, we find Jesus speaking. And he says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. So we know that between God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, there was love. And because of that love, they wanted a world for us all to live in that would be perfect. But because they also knew that love comes with a choice, 
and they wanted us to make our own choice for God, they also gave us free will. And so when the Garden of Eden was created, and the fall came, and you know what the punishment was, already, before the fall, before time, before matter, before angels, a plan was made for us. We are the recipients. Ephesians 1.3.5 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. So what is this telling us, my brothers and sisters? That even when they loved each other, they saw us, and they loved us first, and they chose us. And because they chose us, they had a plan in case we fell. Genesis 3.1 shows the interruption of that relationship. Sorry, not 3.1. Genesis 3 verses 14 says, So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed, above, cursed are you above all livestock, all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly. You will eat dust all the days of your life. And then to men, and then he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Here is the promise of the Messiah. And the people waited for the Messiah. But like it said in the verse, he will be crushed by his head. You would think that Jesus would send a warrior. You would think, sorry, you would think that God would send our very own Superman, but he sent him in the form of a baby. He sent him in human form to grow, to grow with us and to grow amongst men. And in Matthew 1, 21, it says, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is the promise that was made so long ago that we look forward to and that we revel in today the promise of our Savior. Pastor Jen, can you please tell us the whole story? Okay, you mean that, that wasn't enough? Yep, that wasn't enough. That was just too little for you? Yep, too little. So you want everything? Yes, everything. Let me tell you everything. Come here. I'd like to invite any of the kids from the audience who would like to come up and hear the story. Come on, come everybody. Right here. All right, all right, make some room, make some room. Oh, we got more coming. Oh, we're gonna fill the stage today. Hallelujah, 
Hallelujah. Filling the stage today. All right. Who is ready to hear the story of the birth of Jesus? Anyone ready? Who's ready? Who's ready? All right, all right. So we're, I'm going to tell you from a little bit from the beginning. A long time ago, I want, I want someone to guess about how many years ago. How many years ago? Anyone know? Oh, what? 70 years ago? No. How many years ago? 2,000 years ago. Oh, did you say I told you? <laughs> a long time ago, about 2,000 years ago, when King Herod ruled over Judea, God sent the angel who? Anyone know? No, not that angel. Who? Who? The angel, say it out loud. Gabriel. He sent the angel Gabriel to a young woman who lived in the northern town of Nazareth. Now, I'm just wondering if anyone knows the name of this young woman. Mary. Mary, yes. The girl's name was Mary, and she was engaged to marry who? Joseph. Joseph. Very good. The angel... Gabriel visited Mary and said to her, Peace be with you. God has blessed you and is pleased with you. And Mary, you know, she was very surprised by this, and she wondered what the angel meant. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid. God has been very kind to you. You will become pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and you will give birth to a baby boy, and you will call him... Jesus, he will be God's own son, and his kingdom will never end. Mary was very afraid, but she trusted God, and she said, let it happen as God chooses, she replied to the angel. Let's listen about what, how Mary could have experienced this. for order Everything inside me wants to hide Is the shadow an angel or a warrior? If God is pleased with me Why am I so terrified? Someone tell me I am only
it's the angel visited Mary, but who do you think the angel also visited? He visited Joseph. Now, Joseph was worried when he found out that Mary was expecting a baby because that baby was going to come before they were going to get married. And he wondered, Joseph wondered, hmm, should I put the wedding off altogether? Should I not marry Mary? Then an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream, and he told Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The angel explained that Mary had been chosen by God to be the mother of his son and told Joseph that the baby would be named Jesus, which means savior, because he would save people. When Joseph woke up, do you think he was obedient? Do you think he was obedient? He was. He did what the angel had told him to do, and he took Mary to be with his wife. Let's, think, let's listen to Uncle Josh as he tells us about this. Mary, did you know 
kids, do you know why? Apart from the fact that Uncle Josh did that astoundingly, do you know why? If you think about the words that Uncle Josh just sang, think about it. Mom and Dad, think about it. Did Mary know that the Savior was going to walk on water? Did Mary know that her son was going to create all these miracles for everyone around him? She didn't know, but you know what? She said yes. She did not know, but she said yes anyway. This is the power of saying yes when God calls us. He does amazing things with our lives and miracles come through us. So, continuing on, during this time now, the land where Mary and Joseph lived was part of the Roman Empire. What empire? Roman. The Ro who's listening, who's listening? What part of the, Ro what part of the empire? Roman. The Roman Empire. And the Roman Emperor, Augustus, he wanted to have a list of all the people in the empire to make sure they paid their taxes. So Emperor Augustus, he wanted money to come into his part of the kingdom. He did. So what did he do? He ordered everyone, he commanded everybody to return to where they originally came from, the original towns where they were first born, and enter their names in a register or a census. Mary and Joseph traveled a long way back to Bethlehem from Nazareth. Nazareth. Now, how many miles? Let me see if someone might know. How many miles? Oh, wait, no, because you read my script. <laughs> wait, one second. How many miles did it take to get from... Nazareth to Bethlehem. I'm going to take that young man all the way down there. Uh, you, yes. A thousand miles. No, I think, I, think, I think Mary would have like given birth way too soon if it was a thousand miles. Anyone else? Yes. Seventy miles. Did you, how did you read my script from back there? Was that a good guess? High five, high five, young man. Oh yes, he's gonna come give me the high five. Yes, high five. It was about 70 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem because this is where Joseph's family came from. Now most people walked, but some lucky people had a donkey to help carry the goods needed for the journey. Now Joseph and Mary traveled very slowly. Anyone remember why they traveled very slowly? What? because Mary was pregnant and they had to make sure she would get there. When they reached Bethlehem, they had many problems. Does anyone know the main problem that they had? Okay, I'll call from these kids up here, yes. There was no room in the inn. There was no room in the inn. Everyone clap for Anissa, yay. All right, there was no room in the inn. Every house was full, every bed was taken, and the only place they could stay was with the, was with the animals. Do you think, do you think 
you would like to give birth where the animals are? No, why? Why? It's dangerous. Okay, that's good. All right. Is there, what else? What else? It's noisy. It's smelly. It's noisy. But this is the only place that Mary had to go. So in the place where the animals slept, Mary gave birth to Jesus, the Son of God. you so much. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened in the fields. In the hills and fields outside of Bethlehem, who was looking after their sheep? Ooh, I got the big kids wanted to answer. All right. Who was looking after their sheep? The shepherds were looking after their sheep through the long night. And as the new day began, suddenly something appeared before them. What, what appeared before them? Yes. An angel appeared before them. Hey, we got the big kids too, guys. Awesome. And the glory of God shone around them. But the shepherds were very scared. And the angel said something. Does anybody know? Three words. I'm not looking that way. I'm looking right here. I'm looking right here. I'm looking right here. Three words. What do you think the angel said? Yes. Jesus is born. No. That's close. Three words. What did you say? Do not be afraid. Yes. You know your Bible. All right. Do not be afraid. And then the angel says, I have, and it's two words, I have. Oh, parents. 
<laughs> okay, your parents want to be on it too. Good job, parents. I have good news for you and everyone. Today in Bethlehem, a savior has been born for you. You will find the baby lying in a what? Wait, parents. All right, all right. We got to make this fair if I'm asking them. All right. You will find the baby lying in a manger. Then many more angels appeared, lighting up the sky. The shepherds heard them praising God, singing, glory to God in the highest, and peace to everyone on earth. When the angels had gone, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem to see what has happened. So the shepherds went to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph. The baby Jesus was lying in a manger as they had been told. When they saw him, they told everyone what the angel had said, and everyone who heard the story were astonished. Then the shepherds returned to their sheep, praising God for sending his son to be their savior. Let's listen to Auntie Sabrina. and the rest of the praise team.
right, so now the shepherds had come to Bethlehem, and when Jesus was born, there was something special that happened and that came up into the sky. Anyone know what it was? What came into the sky? A star? Yes, it was. It was an amazing star. A brand new, a brand new bright star appeared in the sky. And I don't think it was a shooting star because this one stayed in the sky. Shooting stars would have fallen. It was a regular but brand new star. Uh, a wish star. <laughs> it was a wishing star. It could have been. It could have been. A brand new star appeared in the sky, and there were three men in a far-off country, countries, who saw this. What were these men called? Anyone know? What? No, 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 three men. In far off countries, who, 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 who were these men? The wise men saw the star and guessed what it meant. They were very clever because they studied the stars and had read in very old books that a new star would appear when a great king was born. So they set out, when they saw that star, they knew that what? What had happened? They knew. They knew that Jesus was born or that a great king had been born. They set out to find the new king and bring him gifts. Anyone know what gifts they brought? This is not in my script. I want to know if anyone knows. Yes. What did they bring? You know? Okay, let's. What did they bring? Let's tell that out to the whole church. What, one more time? Everyone give him a round of applause. The wise men followed the star towards the country of Judea, and when they got to the capital called Jerusalem, they began to ask the people, where is the child who was born to the king of the Jews? Born to be the king of the Jews. Herod, the king of Judea, heard this, and you know what? It made him very angry to think that somebody was soon going to take his place as king. He sent for the wise men to come to him, and he told the wise men to go on following the star until they had found the baby king. Now, I'm curious. I know that some of you are in the choir and are going to tell us about this. Who of you are in the choir? For those of you in the choir, I want you all to stand up and move that way. And the kids who are not in the choir, come closer to me. And parents, I want you to give your children a round of applause because they have sat here quietly for 30 minutes. All right, come sit down right here. Yes. This choir, right? Children's choir. All right, everyone not in the children's choir, come sit around me. This, here's the, the kids standing up to sing. That's the choir. Okay, come. Yeah, the singers. That's the children's choir. Sit down right here. Come here. Come here. Come over here with Pastor Jen. Make room. Come on. There we go. 
Oh, she's in the choir. Are you in the choir, baby? Go, go. <laughs> go, go sing. Go. Mom remembered. See, that's what moms are for. can tell you the rest of the story. Come back to hear the rest of the story just a little bit more. Parents, did your children do a good job? Let them know.
Now the wise men followed the star towards Bethlehem, where it said the king would be born in the old books. It seemed to stop and shine directly down upon the place where Jesus was. The wise men entered the house and found Jesus with Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He deserves the glory. He deserves the glory. He deserves the glory. Paul makes it clear, Galatians 4, verses 4 and 5. Paul says, when, when the right time came, God sent forth his son, born through a woman, born under the law to redeem us who were born under the condemnation of the law. Succinctly put, this season is about God becoming one of us to save all of us. This season we celebrate the reality that God stepped down into our mess to save us from our mess. That God became man so that he could bring us back to himself. As Pastor Jen mentioned, the relationship was estranged, was strained in the Garden of Eden. But God, in seeking to be with us, in seeking to reconcile us to himself, became Emmanuel. You see, neighbor, God is always seeking to have a relationship with you and I. And so this season, I'm hoping amidst the gift-giving and receiving, amidst the wrapping and amidst the eating and the drinking, that amidst it all, you remember that God is seeking to be in relationship with you. And I believe that this, this season presents a perfect opportunity for us to be reconciled to each other. It may be that, that spouse you have not spoken to in a while. It may be that you have not checked in with your parents in a while. It may be that sister or that brother that you have malice for years. God is now giving you this opportunity for reconciliation. You know, just this past Thursday, I sought to reconcile with a friend whose the relationship was strained for some time. We met in a park together and we spoke and shared and talked about our differences, Elder James. Uh, some, some hard words were said. We, we, there was no cursing. There was no cursing. But some hard words were said and we, we, we laid out all in the field. But we left there being reconciled to each other. Because that's what God is seeking to do, is to bring you back to himself. And so today, if you want to say, preacher, I want to come back to God. I don't know what your relationship has been with him. I don't know what it is right now. But one thing I do know, that once you are alive, there is hope. That God is seeking ever to draw you to himself. I thank God for the reality of the incarnation. How about you? If that's you, stand with me to your feet. Stand with me to your feet. Stand with me to your feet. That God became one of us to save all of us. That God stepped down here, made himself, Paul says, of no reputation so that he could redeem us could bring us back to himself. Father God, we thank you so much for the reality.
of the incarnation. That God, you became flesh for us. That you lived, you died, rose again for us. And that you're coming again for us. Oh Lord, the prophecies regarding your first coming, they were fulfilled down to the last letter. The prophecies regarding your first coming, they all came through as predicted. And so Lord, today we can rest in the hope that just as it was prophesied that you would come the first time and you came, that the prophecies regarding your second coming, we can trust that you will come again as you said. But, oh Lord, we pray for that man, that woman, that boy, that girl in-house, watching online, and who will watch this in the near future who have not yet known the joy of a surrendered life, that right now through the ministry of your Holy Spirit, you'll speak to that heart, speak to that mind, so that they can come to know that the best friend to have is Jesus, and the best time to have him is now. We praise you, and we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, God became one of us to save all of us. Uh, tell the other neighbor. Say, other neighbor, God became one of us to save all of us. God bless you as you take your seats. We're This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.